<laughs> you know what can't what can't be improved by adding crush bone, really? Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I'm Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And you know what we do here. <laughs> we play the what? Wikipedia game. Do oh, we? we're gonna yeah, we do. We go from one page on Wikipedia to another page just by clicking links within the pages. Dang right. Yeah. Tonight you guys are going from Deep Fryer to Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yep. I mean, I definitely prefer one of these things. It's Pride. Which I one's mean, Pride? No one... Which one's Prejudice? That's a good joke. <laughs> No one I, prefers prejudice, guys. No. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Pride is better than prejudice for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about the deep fryer. Oh, okay. You guys have read Pride and Prejudice, though, right? I have not. Really? I've seen several movies of it. <laughs> well, that's I, good. I read maybe like the first two chapters of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, wow. Oh, good, yeah. Someone did buy that for me for Christmas one year, and yeah, I, I, I yeah again, I did... Yeah, first two chapters of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this and is a cute idea. I like it." I think but I've read I like the first it. paragraph of the original several times. Okay, that's about as far as I've gotten. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Waypoint's been doing a uh, a um, recap of the BBC six hour special. Oh my! Not the twelve hour one, but the six hour. Oh, the, so I just oh, finished I, that, and I was like, "Yeah, that thing was so good. I should we should do Pride and Prejudice." <laughs> so how long was their recap of the six out was it six hours because i know uh long no they uh, i think it was like three hours for each okay. episode well i mean oh wait yeah well there, some of them were like two so let's see i think they covered the first two in three hours and then the third in three hours so that's six hours yeah, so it's longer than the fourth, original thing. Fourth is three hours, and then the four, five, and six were together for three hours. Mm, that might have been two hours. I don't remember, but yeah, it was much longer than the like, and the source material. This is amazing. This is why one of the things I love about Waypoint is that they just have no regard for actual time. <laughs> yeah, just oh. So yeah, so now you guys have to get to this book that neither of you have written, or uh, neither of you have written. You, guys you don't know, write it, you don't know sure. I haven't written it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, neither of you have read. And you know what? That's on you guys. <laughs> Honestly, that's okay. No, I, I'm I'm okay. I I feel like we're all right. Um, I mean, so. can we just say that the, the Brontes not that big of a deal? Oh dang! Okay, that's fired or fired. You know, I you're suppose. not into the Brontes? Nope. Neither of them. Mm-mm. Mm. Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre is there more good. than two? Jane Eyre is good. Well, two were authors, though. I think, right? I believe there were only two, but I could be wrong because one, I one wrote I, like pulpy, sort of like happy yeah. stories, and the other one was like brooding. Yes, and complex. <laughs> if I remember right, <laughs> that's how Charlotte, Kate Beaton told. That? Yeah, that's how Kate yeah. Beaton told it, and that's how I remember it. <laughs> that's probably yeah. That's probably why I've internalized that. <laughs> there were there were three sisters and a brother named Branwell. Great, Bran Bronte, <laughs> which is Branwell, which is my you know. favorite. It's how I stay regular in the morning. <laughs> okay, 
Well, <laughs> I was just going for a good gag because his name is very funny sounding. Yeah. But here we go. Gene oh, Austin's my. great though. Um, Deep so fried stuff. The game, the game, I, I, the game we were gonna do. Okay. <laughs> I planned to do it today and just didn't have time. Hmm. Is I was gonna have a list of famous Austins and a fam- <laughs> and famous Janes. <laughs> and describe them and you'd have to just be the first one to say either Austin or Jane uh, but we're not doing that instead I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation that I'm going to expand <laughs> based on the conversation we just had um, you are going you're destitute, you're jobless mm-hmm. you're trying to get work anywhere you can you learn that there's a, a new cafe opening up and you go and it turns out it's more like a diner and it's it's literature themed. <laughs> and during okay. the interview, the owner is taking it very seriously and he says he wants you, you know, your your um the opening you're going for is cook, I guess. <laughs> he wants you to describe a deep fried uh uh appetizer that is that is literature themed broad scope of literature not just pride and prejudice because wow that wouldn't work for this uh and so you guys have to have to come up with a good a good uh deep and like the food that you're deep frying could be whatever but you need to somehow tie it back to, to some sort of uh literature oh i mean i've got mine already Unless Tim, do you have yours ready to go, or I do should not I have one yet? Okay, so I'll 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 vamp for a minute and give you a chance to do that. Um, yeah, no, uh, the 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 lunch itself would actually be pretty simple. Um, you would have a bunch of uh, let's gonna I'm just gonna go with um, you know different kinds of vegetables and, and, you know, like, uh, maybe, maybe like deep fried celery or, yeah. Or, or like, a can you deep fry a cucumber? Was, that sounds dangerous. Deep fried celery um, sounds really dangerous. Cause that's just like water. Oh, you're right. It would. Okay. So let's go with like something a little bit. Well, I guess, yeah. Potatoes obviously, but like, yeah. A carrots maybe. Could you do that? I don't know. Yeah. But the you idea carrots, here for sure. Okay. Okay. So the idea, but the idea is that I want it to stay pretty simple. Okay. So then you have, uh, ooh, oh yeah, uh, tomatoes. You, you slice, yeah, fried tomato. Yes, that too. Um, and then you have like just just chicken, nothing special to it. It's not even breaded. Just fry it like that. Um, just uh, little chicken fingers, just like that. Um, and mm. then uh, and let's see what else. What else would I put with that? It would be. Um, hmm. I, I guess I've already done greens and and the meat itself and and actually kind of a starch. Uh, the thing the thing is like the presentation would have to be very stark because you just have like it all set out on a plate. Oh, I'm imagining one uh-huh. of those like long, long rectangular plates. Okay. And everything's just set out one ne- one item next to the item next to the item. Yeah. And the thing is, you've got different like dips or things like that, but they're not put on anything. It's all sat off to the side. Okay. Um, and when the chef or when they ask about what I would be basing this uh, book off of, or what book I would be basing this off of, I'd say, obviously, The Naked Lunch. Oh. They're all encased in like batter, right? 
No, none of it's breaded. It's just fried. No, just fried. Yeah. Okay. Tim, what you got? So oh, what I did I've not got get a is, reaction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like little little donut holes. Uh huh. Um. Except the the outer coating is very flaky, and the inner is very bitter. Ooh. Ooh. And after a dozen years of eating it, <laughs> uh, the taste comes back in your mouth and it ruins your marriage. Whoa. Uh, and I like to call them Wuthering Bites. Oh, wow. Well, good job. Which is by a Bronte sister, who I now realize the Brontes did not write in Pride and Prejudice. No, I, so I just thought you were saying. I don't know why saying, I brought them up in the first place. Related, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because they're 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 grouped together pretty often. That is true. Yes, I'm an English major. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> um, man, <laughs> I ooh. I do like the withering bites. I think I'm gonna go withering bites. Yours was That's good. Kyle was just very on the on the nose. I mean, do you have you have you met me? I yeah. mean, <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's fair. It's a close one. <laughs> you get to go first, Tim. We're at deep fryer. So I explained why why I did Pride and Prejudice, and I did not explain why I started a deep fryer. Okay. I just thought about a lot of things. <laughs> I looked around the my bedroom. <laughs> And I was like, what could I start with? And I just thought, like, it'd be nice if I had a deep fryer. <laughs> and Sky. Yeah. <laughs> this is a recurring why, theme with you. That's why we're starting a deep fryer. Do you remember the last time you hosted? Uh not no, I don't remember anything. <laughs> do, do you know do you know what we went we went from K pop to Yeah. K pop to... to Um Good question. Because <laughs> you a thing that you wanted to eat then, but did not have at your house. Oh yeah, French onion dip. Yeah, <laughs> you're starting. To, you're starting to see my my uh, my recipe for these <laughs> As episodes. It were, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all have our ways. Good job. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing a little bit of reading ahead here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, deep fryer is a kitchen appliance used for deep frying. Of course. Deep frying is a method of cooking by submerging food into oil at high heat, typically between temperatures of 350 degrees Fahrenheit and 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Deep frying has become well known in the United States, from frying sticks of butter to Twinkies, but the method can be traced back no. to Roman times. <laughs> you can't escape. Oh, damn, guys. Oh no, if we had enough time, we should have made an April Fools episode. It's just like somehow we're it's just like we just like renamed it like Roman Times or something. And we we just we just played the Wikipedia game to get from one thing that was like started in Rome to the next. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we could Or like it's I just mean... a, it's just a podcast that lists things that that are like <laughs> attributed to Roman Greece. Oh, it would take hours, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> hours. <laughs> Deep All right. fryers. Hit me with this, Tim. How exactly do they how, do they give it any Nope, it does not it does not say why. It just has 
it has a reference to an article called American Deep Fried Foods. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, wait, hang on a second. I got to find this because I want to, I want you to see. You dive into that. You see if this actually says anything about Roman times. Roman times. Here it is. And I'll talk about the features of a deep fryer. Deep <laughs> fryers generally have a basket to lower the food into the oil tank and raise it when the food has finished cooking. As opposed I mean, to just dunking it in there with your hand. Fryer baskets purchased separately are not standardized and when selected <laughs> need to fit into the deep fryer. <laughs> not standardized Who wrote this? i think my my favorite part of this page i mean in that and that actually allu- or, uh, links into this uh one of the images that they have here is listed as a domestic deep fryer which uh conversely means that there are wild deep fryers out there mm-hmm. like non-domesticated <laughs> deep fryers i think i guess i really like that image i think we've talked about this before though that it's like i guess they're writing this from like a like a uh, United States perspective, sure. Which isn't good. Shouldn't do that. I mean, obviously, but but I do like yeah. Wild game deep fryers are pretty good. So uh, just to throw this in here, I went to American Deep Fried Foods, which is just a web page literally called American Deep Fried Foods. I don't understand. Like they're not a. This is not a. Well, it's not like a research page or anything like that. It's just a page about America and how we make things. Or, well, like it's a travel, it's a travel blog essentially is what it is, uh, focused on America. And uh, what what it says here, as far as that as history goes, literally all it says here, um, the technique of frying can be traced back as far as Roman times when people would fry their meats in oil. Period. That's it. That necessitates the need to mention that in the wiki. I mean, clearly, (laughs) every single civilization that had the ability to make heat and the ability to get oil and meat has deep fried their meat. People have done it forever. I mean, there's there's no way (laughs) that that wasn't just a thing that we were just like, hey, I like this grease stuff. Can I put it on this meat while it's really hot? Oh, look at that. I did. And it's delicious. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> see here. Ooh. Oil filtration. An oil filtration system, chemical treatment, or a diatomaceous earth powder. Oh, what? All help remove tiny food particles that are not always visible. Ooh. Using these systems that- doubles the life of the oil. That is important. Uh, Diatomaceous earth is really tiny, crushed up seashells. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm glad that people have written so much about deep fryers. Uh, Everything you ever would need to know about operating a deep fryer is on this page. (laughs) There's quite a lot. Over time, deep fryers have evolved into air fryers and propane deep fryers. I told you the wild ones. You gotta keep hitting B to keep your your deep fryer from evolving. I wonder how many generations it took to get from the you know the aerated ones on. Air fryers were introduced in 2010. Oh, there we as go. As an egg shaped device that cooks any food that a deep fryer could, while using 80 percent less fat <laughs> than a typical deep or propane deep fryer. So that's that's like a that's a tautological argument. 
there like and it's a fryer that can cook any food that a deep fryer can cook so obviously it can cook all the foods that a deep fryer can cook and if it can't cook it then it can't then it's not a food that can get be cooked by a deep fryer fryer man fryer man can fry anything that a fryer can <laughs> so oh, yeah goodness. um you got you got to a you got to a a book from here sky cuz I'm seeing very boring links here. Infrared heating. Yay. Mild steel. <laughs> mild no. steel? Just real mild, you know. Um, I think, I mean, di- 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 diatomaceous earth is, uh, is linked. It is. go with that, Kyle? I'm actually think, considering it. I think I'm going to go with batter. All right, batter. <laughs> yep. I I do not like the way that either of you said that word. Oh, um, ah. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so hot. I burned myself. <laughs> no, it's a it's a disambiguation page. <laughs> oh no! It was a trap. All along. I don't even see where batter is linked. Um, it's up toward it's, it's toward the middle in construction. Yeah. So, I'm considering, and this is, hmm, I'm actually considering, like, stainless steel, because I don't know when that was, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm not sure when that was really, like, introduced. I'm trying, trying to, to do, like, frame. Yeah. yeah, that was a rain, that's one thing I'm thinking. Um, Or diatomaceous earth, I know that, yeah, seashells and such. I don't remember where Pride and Prejudice ex- is exactly set. It's in the UK, I know that, but mm-hmm. beyond that, I got nothing. Oh, geez, one of—they're both a little bit dry, I think. Um, but we haven't talked about Diatomaceous Earth, so I'm going to click that. <laughs> Why we haven't we? To... I mean, it's such a popular topic. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I mean. Uh, we've talked about metal episodes. before, so that's what I'm going with. All right, cool. Tim Batter, you gonna what, you gonna disambiguate or are you gonna? I don't know. Let's let's go through this real quick. Batter or batters may refer to batter cooking, batter baseball, batter cricket, batter drum, a part of a <laughs> snare drum, batter right. the crime, batter Whoa. a tort. Batter walls, an intentional slope of walls or earthworks. Okay. Batters, a Japanese project to find asteroids. Dave Batters, a Canadian businessman and politician, <laughs> husband of Denise, <laughs> who was at our way. Wow. Denise Batters, a Canadian politician, wife of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Elmer Batters, a pioneer fetish photographer. Whoa. All right. Jeff Batters, a professional ice hockey player. I'm astounded. <laughs> I did not think there would be Yeah. I did not think this was going to do this. No, I mean, yeah. Um to spin out this way. I had I mean I originally was intending to just go to batter in cooking. Right. Um cricket here. Yeah, but I mean uh, cricket uh... <laughs> <laughs> Is Jane Austen from England? Uh, she was American. Uh, 
<laughs> I can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to go forward with batter to cooking. Okay. Should or... I continue with this because it was a disambiguation, or should we go to Kyle? Uh, I think we go to Kyle. Okay. It is technically I... a click, so. Yeah, and I think it the it's kind of a pro and con because you did suddenly have like a bunch of different options as opposed Lots, to Lots, yes. Yeah. So diatomaceous Kyle, earth yeah. is a is a naturally occurring soft siliceous sedimentary yeah, That's what I sedimentary want. rock that is easily crumbled into a fine white to off white powder. It has a particle size ranging from less than three oh, oh what's what does that mean again? Micrometer. Okay, yeah, micrometer to more than one uh, one millimeter, um, but typically ten to two hundred micrometers. Um, so the way that it describes it here is that have, have you guys ever handled this stuff before? I think so. Yeah, I think like there's it, we use this in like our pool filter growing up. Okay, I I've never I I believe I you. Think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So it, they describe it here as having kind of an abrasive feel, uh, similar to a, a pumice uh, powder. Yeah, I'm not crazy. That's the <laughs> thing you can do in your pool. <laughs> I mean, um, oh, good. I, I, that, that's a good thing to know. Uh, it can be used for a lot of different things. Um, basically, it has. Uh, it can be used as infiltration. Uh, it has. Oh, that's an interesting thing that could not probably get me there, but. Again, put me on a timeline. Uh, mild abrasive in products including metal polishes and toothpaste. Mechanical insecticide, absorbent for liquid, matting agent for coatings, reinforcing filler in plastics and rubber, anti-block in plastic films, porous support for chemical catalysts. And then here are the fun ones. Cat litter, a, an activator in blood clotting. Good. Uh, yeah. And then it has listed here, of course, uh, yeah, the thermal insulator and, you know, as a, uh, a and uh, soil for potted plants and trees like bonsai, sure. But it's also stabilizing component of dynamite. Got to keep so, that dynamite stable. I mean, that's the way we like <laughs> it. So you're ready to go. <laughs> please stay. <laughs> please Until remain stable. Until a very stable. specific moment. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Um, There's a lot of I posits. actually. Yeah. It looks like this was. Like this is an actual thing that we just find. I actually thought that it was just ground. Um, yeah, it's naturally like it was, occurring. What's that? Yeah, it's like naturally occurring. Yeah, uh, it says that it it's each deposit is different with varying blends of pure diatomaceous earth combined with other natural clays and minerals. Uh, the diatoms uh, in each deposit contain different amounts of silica depending on the age of the deposit. Uh, they mention here. Uh, many deposits throughout the Br- British Columbia, Canada, such as the Red Lake Earth, which is a great, that feels like a band name, right? I'm not crazy. <laughs> are yeah, from the good. Miocene Epoch and contain a species of diatom known as Melisera granulata. Sure. But they go through here and list, uh, apparently, like, apparently it has like, um, like, not like wine where different years were good or bad, <laughs> but like, Different eras mean different kinds of uh, different kinds of things that were in that are in that earth, and that can mean different effects. That's that's kind of neat. I didn't realize this. Unfortunately, none of that is linked. Uh, none of the locations that they have listed here are linked, which would have been real useful. Um, 
so I can't really get to many places, except there's one link here that goes to a city on the coast of Scotland, which is close to where I want to go. Um, is it? Yeah, I'm trying to get to the UK. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I don't think she wrote about any volcanic deposits. I could be wrong. Mm. <laughs> I mean, ha- have we? Do we know? <laughs> do we know? <laughs> Is it possible that that happened? Um, yeah, I don't believe that there was. Hmm. There's hmm. the cholera ap- epidemic in Hamburg in 1892. That's at least a you know. Oh, hey, fish tanks. Hey, fish um, tanks. We've been there. Well, we haven't you, we haven't talked about those in having, a while. Since... Are you having trouble concentrating, Kyle? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. No, I'm just trying to find something that gives me either that either links me to like a, like a place or a time frame. Like I, I I was hoping to get something that would nail me down to a particular time because that's sort. I right. I think of it as kind of a period piece. Yeah, I think honestly, I think because I know toothpaste has a very distinct history like timeline i think i might click that all right yeah i'm gonna go with that paste toothpaste all right tim so i'm on a different kind of toothpaste batter yeah that's Mm. not true you (laughs) kind of sticks to your teeth sometimes batter is thin dough (laughs) no i never thought of it like that yeah it's just just thin thin dough dough, kyle i mean those just yeah tim It's yeah, it's just not finished food. <laughs> Can be easily poured into a pan. Unless you did it wrong, but yeah. <laughs> Batter is used mainly for pancakes, light cakes, and as a coating for fried foods. Do you know light where the cakes. word batter comes from? Is it ancient uh, Rome? So help no. me, Tim. <laughs> it comes from the French word batter. <laughs> which I I don't know, B A T T R E. Yeah. Sure. Which means to beat. Yeah. Good. <laughs> as many batters require vigorous beating or whisking in their preparation. <laughs> the viscosity of batter may range from very heavy, adhering to an upturned spoon, to yes. thin, similar to single cream, enough to pour or drop from a spoon, and sometimes called drop batter. That's yeah, my favorite time. <laughs> That's my favorite beat at the club, actually. <laughs> Uh, heat is applied to the batter usually by frying, baking, or steaming. Steamed batter? Weird. In order to cook I mean, the ingredients and to set the batter into a solid form. They may be sweet or savory, often with either sugar or salt being added. Sometimes both, if you're crazy. <laughs> Whoa, calm down. If you're going wild. Many other flavorings such as herbs, spices, fruits, and vegetables may be added to the mixture. There is a simple image here um, of batter with a batter spoon. And I think it's very artistic. I like it. Uh, Beer batter, popular ingredient in batters used to coat foods before frying. Uh, Depending on the type and quality of the beer, beer may also be, may also add color or some flavor to the batter. I mean, it should, unless. Um, Cuisine and batters. Batters are used in many cuisines under many names. Tempura in Japan, pakora in India, spoon bread in the USA, and many other examples are all types of batters. All batters work by forming a crisp shell around the food, 
preventing scorching and retaining flavor and juices. The ideal oh, batter yeah. for fried foods is to be thick enough to adhere to the food, but not so thick as to become heavy. Mm-hmm. Batters mm-hmm. thicken with every second that passes after mixing because <laughs> of the development of... Gluten. 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 Um, <laughs> that's... Wow, that guy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's got intense. <laughs> uh, strategies to reduce this effect include the use of ice water when mixing, alcohol, which does not mix with the flour to produce gluten, and just making it at the last possible moment before use. <laughs> sure. Uh... Yeah, I I have a plan here. Great. I'm going to click on herbs. Okay. Clicking on herbs. Okay. Well, you're doing better than me. Um, Toothpaste Toothpaste. is a paste or gel dentifrice. We might want to start moving pretty quickly through these. Look, Mm. here's the thing. I just there are lots of good little little things on this page, and I just want to I, I want to stick to like one or two. That just, oh, yeah, just yeah, give yeah. me a moment. Do it, do it. <clears throat> one, the word dentifrice. I mean, how it's we've good. never I've never heard that word before, and it's amazing. It's just another word for toothpaste. That's it. Um, it's a paste or gel, gel dentifrice used with. Uh, I mean, please call it that the next time you get a chance. Um, uh, used with a toothbrush to clean and maintain the aesthetics. And health of teeth. Um, toothpaste is used to promote, promote oral hygiene. That's difficult to say. Um, and I mean, it does a bunch of things like that in, in terms of trying to protect teeth, etc. Um, salt and sodium bicarbonate are uh, among materials that can be substituted for commercial toothpaste. Large amounts of swallowed toothpaste can be toxic. Bad. Yeah, don't do it. Um yeah, so uh, <clears throat> there's only one real thing that I want to point out on this page, and I just want to mention here the flavorants that they have listed. Toothpaste comes in a variety of colors and flavors, which is not true. They, it comes in mint and cinnamon and nothing else, um, except it doesn't, which is terrible. Do you guys want to guess at some of the other flavors? Uh, they they have listed here uh, peppermint, spearmint, and wintergreen are the three that, that are the top most common flavorants. Bubblegum. Uh, Bubblegum is on the list. Tim, your Raspberry. Turn. No. Oh. Cinnamon. <laughs> yes. Tim. Peanut butter. What? No. <laughs> I feel like one of you is taking this more seriously. <laughs> Crushed bones. Okay, well. Uh, this is since 5000 BC, the Egyptians <laughs> made tooth powder, which consisted of powdered ashes of ox hooves, myrrh, powdered and burnt eggshells, and pumice. <laughs> the Greeks and then the Romans improved the recipes well. by adding crushed bones and oyster shells. Yes, let me see. Let me improve this by adding the crushed bones. <laughs> you know what can't what can't be improved by adding crushed bone, really? Oh my gosh. Sorry, I so, got off from other flavors. No, you're okay. Uh no. So the other exotic flavors listed uh include uh anise, apricot, fennel, lavender, Ooh. something here called neem that I'm not familiar with, but seems to be uh, kind of a lilac, a, a kind, yeah, uh, an Indian, an Indian lilac. It says ginger, v- uh, vanilla, lemon, orange, and pine. Like gin, I guess. Yeah. 
I guess that would be like brushing your oh, teeth. Oh, wait. With did you say Neem? Yeah. yeah ne- N-E-M. Neem is on my page. <gasps> well, yeah. I guess it must be an herb then, right? Yeah, yep. it would make some sense. Wow. That's <laughs> well, weird. We're, uh, we're, we're closer than we expect. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I was hoping to get like a... Well, let's see. They talk about early toothbrush toothpaste, but yeah. it's way too early. Yeah, I was going to say, that's much earlier than I wanted. <laughs> um, yeah, so they have... And here's the thing that I wanted. Um, tooth powders for use with toothbrushes came into general use in the 19th century in Britain, although that still is early or later than Pride and Prejudice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, most were homemade with chalk, pulverized brick, or salt as ingredients. No. Please don't rub bricks on your teeth. Please don't. An 1886 home encyclopedia recommended pulverized charcoal, which that could be toxic, uh, and cautioned that many patented tooth powders that were commercially marketed did more harm than good, which is ironic as I think about it now. Um, Whoa. Uh, Yeah. You you just read the same thing that I did? (laughs) Probably. Go ahead. An 18th century American and British toothpaste recipe called for burned bread. Another formula from around this time called for dragon's blood, cinnamon, and burned alum. Yep. Yep. That's it. Dragon's blood is. No, that's that's all they got. Some sort of resin. So, oh, geez, that did not help me as much as I... Oh, wait. Um, There's... That's... mm, I really was hoping to get something that, you know, gave me, again, like a time frame to work with. But there's not really something here. I could just go straight to, like, oh, well, (laughs) uh, to, like, Colgate or something. But that seems unnecessary. Yeah, I don't don't know. I mean, Colgate has written a few books. Yes, that's true. And one's about, like, the little drops, right? No, that's Crest. Hmm. Ah, jeez. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm at a I'm at a loss at this point now. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything mm. that's at least in Britain? Uh, do do do. There's. These are some scientific things here. Uh, in 1880, Doctor Washington Sheffield of New London, Connecticut. I mean, that's Connecticut, yeah. (laughs) Manufactured toothpaste in a glassable tube, Dr. Sheffield's Cream Dentifrice. Oh, it's such a good name. He Uh, had the idea after his son traveled to Paris and saw painters using paint from tubes, and he's like, we should do that, but, like, stick it in our mouths. What? (laughs) Well, yeah, you're you're about there. Uh, In York in 1896, Colgate & Company uh, dental cream was packaged in collapsible tubes imitating Sheffield. Oh, wow, the original collapsible toothpaste <laughs> tubes, tubes were made of lead. Good job. <laughs> oh, guys, is Good the job, thing that we're learning from this, century. just yeah, just don't put things in your mouth. <laughs> just yeah. don't do it. Uh, yeah, York is in England, though. I'm going to click that. All right. I'm at least Tim, in the we, right we're on, country. We're on herbs. 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 Plants with savory or aromatic properties that are used for flavoring and garnishing food, medicinal purposes, or for fragrances, excluding vegetables and other plants consumed for nat- macronutrients. I mean, if you want to smell like cucumber or yeah. tomato, 
Why not? Who, who doesn't? Do uh, the word herb is pronounced herb in Commonwealth English, <laughs> but herb is common among North American English speakers and those from other regions where H-dropping occurs. <laughs> <laughs> in other regions where they drop the H off the word. They, I, they pronounce it herb. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yep. In I guess age dropping is a, is a whole thing, well, which is yeah. great. Someone, po- uh, someone pocket that page. We're going to have to use that as a starting page someday. Age drop. In botany, the word that's herb. That's my favorite. That's my favorite uh, part, or like uh, club music, age drop. Oh, yeah. it's a good one. Word herb is used as a synonym for herbaceous plant. Like, well, <laughs> great. Herbaceous, like, man. I see that word and I want to pronounce it herbaceous. I mean, herbaceous. you should because yeah. it sounds like that's the way it looks. Uh, very next sentence in the next section in botany, the term herb refers to a herbaceous plant. <laughs> Great, <laughs> cool. We is, just went over that, dudes. Is I, I I mean I don't mean to be dense about this, but is is like ninety percent of the discussion of, of herbs like just what what word we use to call them the thing that they are? It's a good pr- portion of it. It's mm-hmm. what it seems to be. They go through a lot of defining it here. Okay. As a seed bearing plant without a woody stem in which all aerial parts, <laughs> i.e. above the ground, die back to the ground at the end of each growing season. Dang. Hardcore. Yeah. Ancient Greek philosopher Theophrastus Divided the plant world into trees, shrubs, and herbs. So much power. Herbs came <laughs> to be considered in three groups, namely pot herbs, for example, okay. onions, not marijuana, sweet herbs, for example, thyme, and salad herbs, for example, wild celery. Yeah. Cool. Culinary up. herbs are distinguished from vegetables in that, like spices, they are used in small amounts and provide flavor rather than substance to food. Um, oh, they got thyme in here. They have parsley. They have sage. They have rosemary, and they do have thyme. Oh, I might choose one of those. You've said thyme like four times. Do you see the thyme, string thyme, herbs? Thyme. It's a thyme loop. Mm. String herbs are scattered <laughs> in parens strewn over the <laughs> floors of dwelling places and other buildings. Such plants usually have fragrant or astringent smells. Okay, and they also serve as insecticides. Oh, or dang. disinfectants. For example, meadowsweet was sometimes strewn across floors in the Middle Ages because of its sweet smell. Poor Middle Ages. Mm. You're like your house is so bad. It's like just throw this plant on the floor. <laughs> Look, we can't It'll do help. much. Just um, talking about herbal medicine. The indigenous peoples of Australia developed herbal medicine based on plants that were readily available to them. Sure. I mean, of course you would. Why got. wouldn't they use ones they couldn't get? I mean, it's like uh, saying that, you know, anything that you can put in here is a fried food. Like, yeah, of course, that if you can, it yes, if you can fry it, it's a f- fried food. Sorry, go on. I'm just stuck on that, that little loop from earlier still. I'm sorry. It's all right. Herbs are used in many religions. What? During the monastic era, monks would cultivate herbs alongside vegetables, while others would be set aside in medicinal herb garden. In medicinal herb garden for yeah, specific purposes. So, for example, myrrh and frankincense in Hellenistic religion, the nine herbs charm in Anglo-Saxon paganism, neem leaves, bale leaves, holy basil, 
Holy basil. Holy basil. <laughs> Turmeric or haldi, cannabis in Hinduism, and white sage in Wicca. Rastafari also consider cannabis to be a holy plant. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Should I go to Anglo-Saxon paganism? No. <laughs> that gets me... <laughs> Tim, one of us is much closer to this than the other. (laughs) To the UK. I'm going to go with what I originally came here for. Trying to get time. Trying to get time. Yep. All right. I'm hoping they talk Hmm. a little bit about. They don't. Go on, Kyle. (laughs) This is not working out. This isn't looking good for Homestar Runner, I can tell you that right now. Um, well, York, it's York. a place. Yeah. I, I scrolled I've been scrolling down for so long, I I forgot to what was even on the top of this page. It's, it's a historic big. walled city in North Yorkshire. Yorkshire, Yorkshire is yeah, I'm I'm American. I'm I apologize. Yorkshire, England, at the confluence of the rivers Ouse and Foss, great, good job, good job, Kyle, is, it is the historic county town in historic county of Yorkshire, York Minister, and a variety of cultural and sporting activities make it a popular tourist destination, according to this. Um, it, uh, again, of course, we can't, we would be remiss to, you know, not mention that the city was founded by the Romans, in in 71 AD uh and in the middle ages it york grew as a major wool trading center um which is just a great thing to have uh in the 19th century it became the a hub of the railway network and a confectionery manufacturing center and currently it is dominated by services according to this um which sounds terrifying uh yeah i got i i really don't want to stay on this page because again we're we need to keep moving uh and a lot of this page is actually quite dry there is a good bit of history on here um and mm-hmm. if you are interested they had lots of play in the uh in one of the british civil wars i would suggest that you go listen to the revolutions uh podcast when they cover uh some of those because it's much more entertaining than I would make any of this sound. Um, yeah, there was a big push in the 18, 1800s to, uh, to bring the railway railways, uh, through York, which was interesting. Uh, it mentions here and I don't, I don't know much about it, but it mentions here that it was, uh, it was established as a major railway center by the late 19th century, uh, after the promotion of a guy named George Hudson. Uh, although, again, I should probably read more on that. But apparently they have a little note here. Uh, all they have, like, uh, just a, uh, I guess, maybe a, a, I don't know if this is a note that is a, it couldn't be a telegram, it's something here. And I'm just going to copy-paste it into it. And this is literally what it says in here that's the entire quote, <sighs> Mac all trailways come to York is this quoted uh this quoted phrase from George Hudson. Um Great. so I, I feel like there's something going on there that I'm hmm. not understanding, but that's that's what it is. Anyway, um yeah, I got uh I really thought I would have a better shot at something here. 
but I mean, there's the politics, of course, and they they have they uh-huh. don't really have much about what I was hoping for in terms of oh well, hang on, <laughs> this is the dumbest choice I can make, but. It, something that would actually get me to like Regency stuff. They have the titles of nobility here. I could click on like Duke of York or something. Oh. That's that would at least get me in the right you know, that would do something. That would do something. You'd <laughs> still be in the UK. I'm trying. I really yep. am. No. It's good. Um, let's see. I think that might be my best choice. Um well, I could talk about any of their public services. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that. I'm just clicking Duke of York. All right. Duke of York. I'm at time. Did you know that a hundred gram <laughs> serving of time has a hundred and one kilocalories? Contains six grams of protein, twenty-four no. grams of carbohydrates. That's wild. I did not know that. I don't. How much would a hundred gram? What would a hundred grams of time look like? I don't know. <laughs> I, That's uh, it's a it's a tenth of a kilo. So hundred grams of time. Uh, I see. I have bags here that are hundred grams, but I don't have any reference like bananas or anything. <laughs> reference bananas. <laughs> uh, time is. Any member of the genus Thymus of aromatic perennial evergreen herbs in the mint family. Lamiasis. Thymes are relatives of the oregano genus Oreganum. (laughs) They have culinary, medicinal, and ornamental uses. Wow. Ancient Egyptians used thyme for embalming. The ancient Greeks used it in their baths and burnt it as incense in their temples, believing it was a source of courage. Whoa, good job, guys. The spread of time throughout Europe <laughs> mm. was thought to be due to the Romans. Oh my Yay. gosh! As to, the uh, Ro- Sky, you you made it happen. We I are don't know doing what's a, happening tonight. No, we are doing an episode that's just pages <laughs> where everything was done by the Romans. That's true. They used time to purify their rooms and to give quote an aromatic flavor to cheese and liqueurs. Unquote. Ooh. In the Middle Ages, the herb was placed beneath pillows to aid sleep and ward off nightmares. Women also gave knights and warriors gifts that included thyme leaves, as it was believed to bring courage to the bearer. Thank thyme was also used as incense bears? and placed on coffins during funerals. To give the corpses courage, I guess. Yes. Yep. Actually, um, yeah, that works. Sorry. Man, I do not... Oh. <laughs> you do not what? There's not a lot of places to go that oh. will help. I'm gonna lean toward the Middle Ages. All right, it's and I don't earlier. like it. <laughs> then <laughs> you're clicking on Middle Ages. Yeah, that's not the right time frame. That's I know it's not the right time frame, but it's it's a location. It's too early, Tim. <laughs> you got to pull back. Ah. Uh. So the Duke of York is a title of nobility within the peerage of the United Kingdom, which I'm going to just spoiler going to click. Uh, and basically, wait, wait, wait. what's that? You're at Duke of York, right? Yes, I am. Is it just Duke of York? When I click on it, it's James II of England. <laughs> nope, I clicked Duke of York oh, specifically. 
probably this is he was renamed Duke of York. It's probably a different part. Where are we? Oh yeah, probably. Does this just go to Duke of York? Okay, I'm there. Okay. Uh, initially granted in the 14th century, uh, the Duke of York has been created eight times, like the the Grand Phoenix, I suppose, rising from the ashes. Um, yeah. So, I I think this is the first page that doesn't specifically say. That this came from the Romans. <laughs> yep, we found so, it. I did. <laughs> you win, Kyle. <laughs> I'm clicking on the Peerage of England, though. The what? Peerage of England. This is this is the thing. Like, isn't that the whole deal with Pride and Prejudice? The one guy what? has the like Bennett. Bennett has uh, he he's Peerage. too high a rank. Isn't that what? like it wasn't that the deal that they mm, am I what misremembering you, wait, wait, the story? Wait, wait. What is this word? What is this? Peerage. P E E R A G E. Like this is the uh this is your your titles of like dukes and on Okay. You're yeah. just clicking on peerage or the peerage of the United Kingdom. Uh peerage of hang on a second. Or peerage of England. Of England, yes. Okay. Oh my gosh, are those different things? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> i guess the um, united kingdom <laughs> wait hold on no 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 you're good oh you're nobility okay. is is linked here that's what i'm after that's actually what i'm after i'm gonna click nobility okay because isn't that the storyline am i misremembering this they're a little high up they're not okay. they're not nobility that okay. was just about lonely dudes needing ladies that's all uh, I know. Uh, uh, Tim, you're at the Middle Ages. Oh, gosh, am I? <laughs> why Why have we done <laughs> I'm going to try to help you both out now. Please I'm do like, that. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm playing this with you, along with you guys. I'm trying to find books. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yes, because, <laughs> I mean... Which honestly we should have done before. Yeah. Yeah. There's Book you of know, Kells. Hmm. Oh hey, that's that's a very pretty book, but it's not related to the one you're thinking of. But I mean it is a book. <laughs> that's true. You're not you're not gonna find many books related to, you're not to gonna Pride find and Prejudice of, in the Middle Ages. Just you're not books. gonna find a lot of books in the Middle Ages. Period, though. yes. You <laughs> should go to like the Renaissance or the Enlightenment, right? Gospel the Enlight- books. Enlightenment would get you there. Mm-hmm. Enlightenment. They were, they're the ones that did the writings. <laughs> they yeah. did the art. <laughs> You're the like in the Linda place Spard. that nobody did any art. <laughs> illuminated did... manuscripts. Yeah, illuminated manuscripts are cool. Uh, <laughs> they are cool. Shock troops. What? What? Military <laughs> and technological developments. Oh, okay. Shock um, oh, there's too much in this. In this article. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Whatever. it too because we've been here before and it's just a swamp. <laughs> Much like the Middle Ages. I mean, yeah, basically. <sighs> Middle Ages started when Rome fell. Oh, for... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it can be traced back to Rome. Of course it can. I mean... <laughs> uh... Wait, okay, I'm just, I'm just going over things. Oh, there's yeah. too much. 
There's a lot here. Angles. Angles. <laughs> Saxons. Just, just oh, angles as in. Yeah. I thought you just meant like they, you know, like the discovery of like angles. You you rarely see it as just angles. No, that's true. Usually it's just like Anglo-Saxons. Mm-hmm. Because angles brings confusion. So, um, yeah. Ooh, grammarians. Linguistics. <laughs> the only time that's ever been said. I'm clicking on grammarians. Okay. Okay, I'm Sky, so if you sorry. want help. What? G-R? Sorry. What? How do you spell that? I'm sorry? How do you spell it? Oh, it, it takes you to linguistics. Oh, grammarians. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You're in linguistics. I. Yeah. Yep. Why didn't Nobility. you click in the book? Because yeah, it was just Book of Kells and Book of. Yeah, you want to. Wasn't going to get us books. anywhere. No. Book of books. Um, nobility is a social class normally ranked immediately under royalty and found in some societies that have a formal aristocracy. So this is all nobility. This isn't <laughs> just the UK. This is including, I mean, and I'm super glad that they do because this is interesting, but Asia, Africa, and Latin America <laughs> as well. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I I admit that I need to question my biases already because I'm, I was surprised by that. But also, wow, this is way more than I wanted. <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness i'm just gonna oh. start telling you things about pride and prejudice yeah tell me about it please written in 1819 yeah it was it was published in 1813 okay it's a romantic novel that's that's what i'm telling you that's okay. what you got to work with now i'll tell you more about it if you keep keep the clicking word- on pages Look, there's a link here for Gentry, which I'm pretty sure Bennett is. Mm. Oh, jeez. I'm trying. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot else to go from from here. Like, I could go to, like, family history, but, I mean, literally, that's just... Uh, uh, yeah. Petty Nobility is here. You which Gentry. I think that that's the, there. I think that's the closest thing that I'm going to get to. 19th century is also linked here, but that's so broad. <laughs> Great. Good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You're clicking on gentry. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tim. Linguistics. <laughs> All of Man. linguistics. Noam Chomsky is just <laughs> filthy in this. All over. We're just lousy with gnomes here. <laughs> lousy with gnomes. I will tell you that Pride and Prejudice... Um, it has grammar. It has grammar. It's in like the free. <laughs> what is it called? Um, there's something here about like the style. Uh, free and direct speech they use. Also, a lot of irony in oh. this novel. Uh, yeah. Some themes. Mm, irony. Our wealth. And social commentary. Zoologist is in this. It's, yep, secondary character is zoologist. (laughs) 
Linguistics <laughs> is primarily descriptive. Linguistics <laughs> describes and explains features of language without making subjective judgments on whether a particular feature of, or usage is good or bad. This is analogous to practice in other sciences. A zoologist studies the animal kingdom without making subjective judgments on whether a particular species is better or worse than another. Oh, those monkeys yeah, are freaking bomb compared to... You ain't all seen a monkey like this before. <laughs> Sky, you are not being professional right now. <laughs> Look at this monkey. Look at this ugly monkey. Ugh. Uh, two stars at best. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, there's again. so much. Oh, I did not realize I should have. I think I got where I need to go. Category. <laughs> so I am going. I am going to click on irony. <laughs> All right, you're clicking on irony. Irony. I'm not going to give just... you a lot of time because I'm just going to tell you now. I'm I'm going from gentry <laughs> to landed gentry. All right, landed gent- gentry. I am certain I mean, that that dude is landed gentry. <laughs> gentry are well-born, genteel, and well-bred people of high social class, especially in the past. <laughs> <laughs> that's thanks wikipedia yeah land of gentry i think you're on the right path <laughs> tim stop irony <laughs> this one it, it, there's a picture of a stop sign yeah there's a what? stop sign and someone has has uh spray painted on it the stop defacing stop signs oh and that's wow. irony yeah that is irony is it really because i mean irony yeah, okay, there we go. That's Look, what the caption is. says, a no, stop sign ironically defaced with a plea not to deface stop signs. Uh, but, I mean, I would, uh, I, I suppose, like, there's a level that I wouldn't expect that, but if someone's going to write that, if they're just, like, spray painting, then I would expect them to write it on a stop sign because that would be the funny thing to do. So it makes it not ironic that, you know what, I'm not going to, it, it's fine. It's fine. It, it's good. Good job, Wikipedia. You did it. It's a good joke. Good job. Irony, <laughs> in its broadest sense, is a rhetorical device, literary technique, or event in which what appears on the surface to be the case differs radically from what is actually the case. Oh, yes. No, it's what's expected. Like, expectation is a major part of... Do I need to rewrite this? <laughs> Here's an example. Oh, it no. is not considered <laughs> ironic that Kyle is arguing this. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm feeling very attacked. <laughs> Let's see here. The use of irony may require the concept of a double audience. Fowler's <laughs> A Dictionary of Modern English Usage says, Irony is a form of utterance that postulates a double audience, consisting of one party that hearing shall hear and shall not understand... And another party that, when more is meant than meets the ear, is aware both of that more and of the outsider's incomprehension. What? No, that's satire. I what they're describing is... You know what? It's also just a sentence that I do not understand. <laughs> this is amazing. Apparently nobody knows what irony is. I'm sorry I brought it up. No. It's one of those things like, it's like pornography. Tim... <laughs> okay, here's Tim. Here's is it, here's, some, is here's that, another example of irony for you, Kyle. Is that the most ironic thing that this this is Wikipedia page that is about irony is failing to describe irony? Is that the most ironic thing? <laughs> there you go. Here you go. A go no smoking sign. Oh my 
Surrounded by images of a smoking Sherlock Holmes at Baker Street Tube Station, eh? That's eh? not... No. Uh... That's just... I mean, that's just... I mean, if you really want to get down to it, that's like shock value kind of thing. Or like... Um, oh, oh gosh. here we go. Some speakers of English complain that the words irony and ironic are often misused. They are. <laughs> Though the more general, casual usage of a contradiction between circumstance and expectation originates in the 1640s. Contradictory. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Dan Shaughnessy irony. wrote, <laughs> We were always kidding about the use of irony. I maintain that it was best <laughs> never to use the word. Because it was too often substituted for coincidence. Coincidence is the other word, yeah. Yeah. And of course, Alanis Morissette's song, Isn't It Ironic, cites multiple examples of things that are patently not ironic. The term Tim Connolly cites the following. Philip Howard assembled a list of seven implied meanings for the word ironically as it opens a sentence. One, by a tragic coincidence. Two, by an exceptional coincidence. Three, by a curious coincidence. Four, by coincidence of no importance. Five, <laughs> you and I know, of course, though other less intelligent mortals walk benighted under the midday sun. What? Six, oddly enough, or it's a rum thing that. Seven, oh hell, I've run out of words to start a sentence with. See, that's the joke, because it's ironic that he's not able to finish it with the... Oh my gosh, okay. Sorry, the term Sky. irony <laughs> has its roots in the Greek comic character. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I- Iron. Iron, a clever underdog who, by his wit, repeatedly triumphs over the boastful character Alazan. I will turn irony this podcast of the dialogues derives from its comedic origin. So, hey, uh, comic irony. Yeah, irony great. is often used in literature to produce a comic effect. Oh, hey, there you go. This may also be combined with satire. For instance, an author may facetiously state something as a well-known fact and then demonstrate through the narrative that the fact is untrue. <laughs> Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice begins with the what? proposition, there we go. What? It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. No! In fact, it soon becomes clear that Austen meant the opposite. Women, or their mothers, who are also women, are always in search of... <laughs> and uh, I, I have that myself, sorry. Are always in search of and desperately on the lookout for a rich single man to make a husband. Oh my goodness. Um, Pride and Prejudice I... is linked. Of course it is. There you go. You're welcome. You're... <laughs> did you? He did looked you just... ahead. Did you just push me there? Maybe. Oh, oh no. I looked at a few things. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I was so excited because I got... Uh, to Jane Austen on this page for Landon Gentry. Finally! Did you? Yeah, I know, Sky. I know you helped. <laughs> you got to Jane Austen? I actually didn't do this. Like, oh. I was thought 19th century was the one to go with. But Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Jane novelist, Austen's here. Yeah, na- uh, novelist uh, Jane Austen, right there. Um, it, but they do reference one of, her, one of her writings here, although the one that they reference here is Persuasion. Not oh. Pride and Prejudice, so I, I it was a near miss on my end. The other, the other P one, <laughs> the other one, I suppose. Yeah. Oh wow! I suppose that's irony that I was expecting to pull this one out away from Tim, and after that long buildup of mm. all those incorrect things, <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you had the right thing all along. Well done, Tim. 
Good job, Tim. Oh my goodness. I've I've learned to think neither of you wanted to end up in prejudice. <laughs> I was trying. I really was. It was just everything I was trying to like get right. toward was just not hitting. So I know there weren't a lot of options here. And I almost said it up front, but then I decided not to because I was afraid mm-hmm. you guys would instantly see it if I mentioned it. Okay. But you can get from Deep Fryer to Pride and Prejudice in three clicks. What? Ugh. Through how? Twinkie. No, I <laughs> knew it oh, was Twinkie. Oh, of course. Zombie. Oh. oh. Pride I was thinking of going to finding zombies. Yep. I and you guys I, talked about it. And I was like, "We got this one. This won't. This won't spiral out of control on us." <laughs> how, do you, how do you get from Twinkie to zombie? Like, where's how do you get mentioned? how do you get no, from Twinkie to zombie, guys? It's easy because they last forever. They're going to be no. What? No. There's a popular. Oh movie. my gosh! Oh, it's that crap. movie. Yep. Zombie Land. He sure. wants a Twinkie. Yep. That's how you do it. That's how. That's I. That's how I tested it. I was like, oh, I got I got there from there. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. I'm like, usually you look for those things, you're like, oh, I don't want this. But I'm like, you know what? If they find this one, then they get it. <laughs> um, but oh, anyway. Wow. Um, That's Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. It's 1813. It's Jane Austen. It's like a romantic comedy. And it's great. It's really mm-hmm. well written. <laughs> I hear that. The movies are fun. <laughs> the movies are great. So you see like the Kira Knightley one? Yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's a lot to pack in. <laughs> and they don't, they leave a lot out. Um <laughs> apparently. <laughs> it's it's very good. It's one of those it's one of those novels where it's like the the narrator is like very smart but also makes you feel very smart and like we know what's going on. You and yeah. me. You're here with me. You know what I mean? Do, do um, they do they employ irony? I apparent apparently in the right <laughs> of the beginning they do. Um But yeah, it's it's good. It's a lot it's 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 one of those like great uh romantic stories that I really thought we have more I thought I'd get, <laughs> get your guys' opinions on more, but um, I do realize I, that there are English majors of di- very different stripes and colors, <laughs> and that you guys did kind of focus on journalism while I focus on English literature. Sky, uh, this is this is the kindest that you can be about this. To me. You're you're giving us so much leeway. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, but yeah, it's very it's like one of those novels that is very funny even like now. Like some of it, it you, you kind of have to uh translate as far as like what's expected Mm -hmm. um you know and like what things what the society was at the time but it's real funny um the character uh development between darcy and 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 jane is just great uh can i ask this um is because i i know that it was very popular like back in the 90s and i should probably be able to find this by scrolling down but yeah. it was like popular back in the nineties and early aughts to uh take like uh uh well Shakespeare and, and English literature in general and try yeah. to like update it a la like uh what's the story? Is it Emma to like uh Clueless and then the Taming of the Shrew, et cetera, the like uh the Ten Things I Hate About You, et cetera. Yeah. 
Did they ever do something with this? I think this is clueless, isn't it? Is it? Um, I think this is clueless. Hmm. I thought that was Control F clueless. Clueless isn't here. Yeah, I didn't think. I thought that was. Um, oh no, it that's Emma. I thought it was is it Emma. Emma. Yeah. Okay. There is another one. See, I don't know those movies. <laughs> that's my problem. Oh. Is uh, I don't really know those '90s movies because I was kind of young and didn't care about those. Sure. Um, but there's got to be a thing on here about like. Oh, yeah, I'm looking also, to see. This mm. movie's based on this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it has to have had some. It's not ten things I hate about you, right? That's no, that's else. the taming of the shrew. Because that would be a good like that's the that's it's kind the of the dynamic between Jane and Darcy through most of the move, most of the right. show, and the uh, and the book. Oh, where he basically proposes to her and says, "I hate your family, <laughs> but you want to get you want to get hitched." And she's like, "Cool, let's she's do it." She's like, "No, let's not do it." Oh. <laughs> no, he proposes and she refuses. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's very awkward. Yeah, I'm not sure. Then she sees his house and she's like, dang. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, look, there's got to be one, though. I imagine there is. It's, I mean, I'm sure that there's at least someone out there who like wrote a stage production of some kind that's updated and, and you know, whenever. Whenever anyone asks where their idea came from, they're like, I don't know. This just came to me one day. And then deep in their in their diary, they're like, uh, you know, okay, I can transpose this character and do this. And this is easy. You know? Yeah. I'm really surprised that there's not one that's just jumping out to us. Yeah, I don't see anything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if there is something and we're missing it, uh, don't tweet us. Don't let us know. Just let no, us... I thought you say like, let us know. No, don't. Just just let us enjoy this because we we pushed hard to get through this with this one. <laughs> oh, there's a manga. Oh yeah, of course, makes sense. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Jane Austen ruined my life, and Mr. Darcy, Darcy broke my heart by Beth Patilio. Good. Good. Um, but it's, it's the other thing about this is like there's just really great side characters, which I was hoping we could also talk about. Oh no, I'm sorry. That. Uh, that like besides like the romantic comedy going on, like they're they're very good. You kind of fall in love with them too. Yeah, I do remember from the movie that there were a couple characters that I thought were fun, like other mm-hmm. other characters. Uh, but also there was a lot going on in the movie. They, as you say. There's a lot that they had to pack in. There's also one that is not very fun. Oh. Who's basically a child predator. Great. Good. And that's addressed and like is like called out. But there there is a a map, a web map of of all the relationships between all the main characters. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Which, okay. Yeah. I'm glad we need that. You, it's it's helpful for sure. That does look helpful, actually. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, thanks for coming. Thanks with yeah, me from I'm, Deep Fried I'm, Pride and Prejudice. I was looking for something to say about it the entire time. Deep Fried and Prejudice is all I. That's that's I the nothing. joke that I had. I'm for sorry. You. Oh, I do have something to share with you guys. Uh-huh. Um, the thing that reminded me, that, like the very first thing I thought of. <laughs> when I um when you mentioned deep fried food to start us out was one of the best things that I've ever seen on the internet 
hang on, let me make sure that I've got the right video. Okay. So, uh, how many years ago was this? Or at least according to this, 2010? Okay, that seems that seems about right. So, about 10 years ago, uh, there was a guy who decided that he wanted to try to... He, he, didn't, he couldn't figure out why, uh, that he'd never seen anyone uh, deep fry in Yaki. And do you guys know what... Uh, what those are? Are they? Is that like a sea thing? Uh, no, gnocchi is a. Um, it's it's like a little. Uh, it's almost like a ravioli. Like it's a rolled up. Uh, like a little pocket with uh with like a cheese or something in it. Um, but it's like a little curl up thing that has, um, well, basically air puffs in it. So what he's doing <laughs> is he's putting the gnocchi in a hot oil. <laughs> And let's think about yeah, let's think about what pockets. you would do, what would happen if you put tiny puffed air, you know, dough balls into hot oil and turned the heat up. Mm. Do we do, do okay, so they the just real, pop out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it starts uh a couple seconds in, they just start bursting. Um and this guy's reaction is great (laughs) because it's exactly the reaction that I have anytime I'm trying to cook something that's very hot because he does the thing where it's like, oh, what if I just back away and extend my arm? (laughs) (laughs) I can do this, right? No, no, no. And then (laughs) a few of them literally just explode out of the the pot and it's very good. Oh, God. I found something Pride and Prejudice related, guys. Oh, cool. they just. I found Pride and Prejudice, the board game. Oh, great. I'm sorry, I'm still watching the Nyaki. That looks like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Don't do this. This is very dangerous. Yes. Don't do Marriage it. Marriage is the object. That's great. That's totally that's totally in line <laughs> with the theme of this book. Oh yep. my. Elizabeth and Darcy, Jane and Bingley. Bingley? Bingley? Bingley. Chandler Bingley. <laughs> yep. Lydia Sky, I... and Wickham or Charlotte and Mr. Collins pick one of four couples from the novel and maneuver them separately or together through town, and, town countryside. and countryside. Be the first to collect all game tokens. All of them? <laughs> Then race to the parish church to marry and win the game. <laughs> Fun for both uh, new and lifelong Jane Austen fans. A great activity for literary societies and book clubs. A creative and educational tool for English teachers and students. So educational. Thoroughly so edu- attested and enjoyed by avid Jane Austen readers and scholars. Mm. Includes 48 novel question cards. Hell yeah. And King George III shilling tokens. Shilling token, please! <laughs> and a plane die. A plane oh. die. Oh, plane uh, die. I thought you said plane. plane. And just a plane die. And instructions. $36 plus shipping. <laughs> I mean, I hope it gives you instructions. It's just like, there's the game board. alone on there. And it's like, man, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Well, the Sky, Astro if it's any Press. consolation, you can invite us to play it with you, and we will at least pretend to have read it. <laughs> we'll pretend mm-hmm. to know what's going on as best we can. 
No, you guys should. You guys should read it. It's good. You can listen I, to it in like LibriVox. In what? What'd you just say? Everyone loves it when you when you tell them to read a thing that they know they're not going to like. <laughs> LibriVox Wait. is like the free when things are in the public domain. Oh, oh, okay. Do like audio recordings of them. I thought free. you. Basically I did like not audio books. I did not know the word you said. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can do that. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's good. This is this. That's that could be our our April Fools for next year. Is just yeah. to, just listening to that. <laughs> yeah, we just listen to it. That's what it is. <laughs> it can't be that long. <laughs> not not possibly correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see. Librivox, Pride and Prejudice. What do we got here? <laughs> what do we got? Uh, it's telling me the time of the chapters. But not the where's the only thirteen hours. Only thirteen hours. That's like nothing. That's yeah. that's a, that's half a day. Mm-hmm. That's half a day. Knock that that's out in half half of one entire day. Ugh. If you want more episodes of this, I don't. Mm, you can <laughs> you can go to wskbcast.blogspot.com. Uh, uh, um, check out what we're doing there. It's all it's all good. We're on Twitter uh, at WSKBcast, and yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much the things. Right? Look, our our mm-hmm. our other um our other episodes. I can guarantee, if nothing else, they are they are shorter than thirteen hours. That's yeah, factually uh, factually true. <laughs> yeah, but you could listen to all of them if you want something really long. If you're going on a road trip. Oh, you got man. more than thirteen hours there. Oh my gosh! I don't want to think about how many hours. It's more than a hundred, you guys. It's it has. Than, it's probably like a hundred and a half. Oh. Most of ours are like, yeah, an hour and twenty, an hour. Yeah. Oh, a lot boy. of entertainment there. Hmm. Well, someday we'll quit. Nah. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, Let's never learn anything, you guys. Yep. And on that note, (laughs) good night. Good night. Good night. Zip. Zap. Billabop. Great. Good. Fantastic. Yes. I mean, it works, right? Oh, it absolutely works. It's fine. (laughs)